Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Do the Bills finally have the run game we've all been asking for? No disrespect to the backs that we've had in the past. But it seems like there's a breath of fresh air in Buffalo. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Buffalo Fanatics. It's the Rico Report. Tune in. Let's go. Gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by you know who is the Rico Report. Let's go. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. Folks, what a game. What a game we had. And uh, it, uh, it's nice to just recap, just to go over things and put a button on it. You know what I mean? Tie it all up, put it away. Week two's done. We're on to week three. But we still got to talk about a few things. So, folks, let's get started. By the way, shout out to my man that said, you know what, Rico? Your intros are dope. But I missed the baseline. I need that baseline. I need that little something, something to get me. Hey, do, do. Hey, listen, man. The bass player is the coolest player in the band. I don't care what anybody tells. Look, I love a drummer. You know what I'm saying? Whoever's whoever's rocking the cymbals. You know what I'm saying? But that bass player always so cool. Kind of like the Buffalo Bills on week two, man. They were cool, baby. It just took a little while for them to get going, but then. They got in their groove, and it was it. Ask the bass player, the Buffalo bass players. That's what it is. what it's going to be. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a show. Folks, uh, where to even begin? Well, listen, um, I'm going to be joined very shortly by my man, the Thigh Doc, and he'll be coming on and kind of giving us a little, um, I guess, a little bit of uh, insight to some of the guys that are kind of banged up on this on the bills right i mean micah hyde is one that we're we're paying attention to we're paying close attention to and uh we're also paying attention to um mr leonard floyd leonard floyd had a bit of a little bit of an ankle injury so um we got to talk about it and the thigh doc is is he's the guy i trust you know saying there's a lot of guys out there that are that are straight and they tell you the good stuff but the thigh doc puts a little he puts a little uh a little flair to uh to how he does his thing so uh we'll be tuned in by mr alex shortly but uh let's let's recap people let's recap and by the way shout out to each and every one of y'all that's been tuned in that's been dialed in and that's been supporting bf listen if you guys are continuing wanting to continue if you guys want to continue to support us and to you know I mean to rock with us man because sometimes we might be the one-stop shop for y'all and if that's some is that if that's how you feel uh, we appreciate that. It's very simple. Supportbf.com. Um, and uh, listen, we'll, we'll always uh, we'll always 
will always want to give you guys exactly what you guys deserve, right? And shout out to the Bing Squad, Bing Biggity Bing. What's good with y'all? We've uh, added a few members, and uh, we want to continue to grow and uh, and go from there. Did you guys make money this weekend? By the way, did you guys make some money this weekend? Maybe I should start giving you guys some advice. I should. I got to get back on my my pickums. I mean, I mixed my I missed the last two weeks on the pickums. I got to get back on my pickums and make y'all some money. But if you haven't made some money, there's only one way you can make money. Always bet on Josh Allen on the high. What do you mean by that? Check this out. Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. In the Pick'em game, you can pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in that week's game for a chance to win big. And as you already know, I'm going Josh Allen higher in yards every single week. So sign up today with promo code Buffalo Fanatics and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with promo code Buffalo Fanatics to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Man, I'm seeing a lot of people make bread off of simple bets. So why not take advantage of us giving you guys an extra hundred dollars? Just put it underdog.com. Yo, under, underdog.com. You got me messing up my stuff. <laughs> underdog.com. Hit up the Buffalo Fanatics. Get your code in there. Underdog Fantasy. Get your money up. I'm telling you, right? All right. Once I start giving you my pickums, it's over with. You go make some bread. But anyway, let's let's recap this game because uh, we've got. Quite a week coming up, but I want to put a button in this last week's game. And there's only one way to start these things off. And we got to start with the good, the bad, the ugly. And I'll tell you right now, man, there was a lot of good. There was a lot of good to take away from this. And I'm going to start with Josh Allen. Josh Allen gave us, woo, he gave us, he gave Buffalo Bills fans. He gave Bills Mafia. We had to grab all our shields. And just say, Josh, get behind us, man. We got you. <laughs> We're just blocking, you know what I'm saying? All the all the that freaking weapons that everybody was trying to form against his brother, man. They were just coming after Josh Allen, and rightfully so. You know what I'm saying? Although we got your back, you know what I'm saying? You didn't do well, but we still got you. We can talk about you like that, but they can't. You know what I'm saying? They can't. We know you. They don't know you like that. And that's how we felt, right? We were just protecting our guy. And uh, with with protecting our guy, there was there was such, uh, uh, I guess, expectation for week two. Week two was going to be a big one. And before I even get into week two, I'm going to I'm going to actually allow my man, the thigh doc to come through. And I really wanted to intro my guy with with uh, with this video, because that's the only way to do it. But I'm not going to do my man dirty like that, because. The thigh doc is my guy. He's uh, he knows I'm, I respect this guy like crazy. And I got to at least give him a little love, a little love to let you guys know when you see this thing on screen. That's because my guy's going to come through and bang it out. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let me bring in my guy. This guy master himself. Oh, oh, oh there, there he is. He, he was playing around with, with little Josh Allen. What's, what's happening, bro? <laughs> hey, okay. What's good? My guy. How What's happening, bro? Everything good? Yeah, I'm good. How about you? I'm excellent. Listen, I'm excellent because I get to be joined by the man, the, the man, the, the 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 legend, my guy Alex. 
the thigh. Doc, listen, let's talk about it. We got to get right into it. Floyd, yeah, let it rip. Micah Hyde. Are we to be worried about Micah Hyde? Because that's the one guy that we're like, listen, man, he missed all of last season. Well, pretty much all of last season. He's returned now. Are we to be worried? Talk to me. Um, it doesn't sound like much, but, you know, it's a hamstring. He's a little older. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he missed a week. But we're going to have to play it out on the, the injury report. One report said it was just like a cramping, but, you know, he probably did strain it a little bit. The safe thing to do, Rico, would be to rest him a week, depending on the severity. If it's very mild, even in that case, you know, one week would be good. But let's let's see how the injury report goes. I'm hoping that it's no weeks because we have quite a quite a challenge up ahead with the commanders. If you guys think that the commanders are the commanders of the last two to three, four years, they're, they got something going right now. They got something going yeah. right now. So we need all the weapons we can get uh, going up against uh, you know, the commanders. Now, Leonard Floyd has been a breath of fresh air. Obviously, Von Miller is still nursing and conditioning himself to come back. And Leonard Floyd has been – actually, he's been fantastic. But he's done. He's, he's, got a, he's, got a, he's got an ankle injury, so he might be done for next week. Could we we'll see, see that they bandage that thing up and he's, he's in or what? Yeah, you know, I uh, put out a clip of what it looked like the injury was. I saw uh, that. Kinda, Thank you. So it's his, it's his right ankle. He's bending to the right. So it's his inside plant leg. It pivots. He's turning the corner. And I believe that's when he got hurt. Now, all I have, I don't have the all 22 yet. I, I checked a little while ago. It's still not out. So okay. um, I, I'd like to see the other angle to see if he rolls his ankle after he cuts off the screen. But I'm pretty confident it's when he planted, turned in. So that's the inward rotation of the ankle. Well, it's the pivot towards it. So it's like turning it inward, that. not the regular rolling. Does got that it. make sense? I got right. it. So so the regular rolling is like a low ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. Like this, his pivoted out. Yep. You can say that's a very mild high ankle sprain, potentially. But when you delve into his injury history, he had surgery on it. He had a cleanup on that ankle before last year. Didn't miss any games. Said he played through the year before with a with a bum ankle all year. He might have just aggravated something that's going on inside the ankle. Say he had a cleanup. He's got a little cartilage wear and tear in there, and it was just a weird plant and pressure on it, and it aggravated it. Can it get swollen, uh, irritable, misses a week, potentially? Could he – rehab pretty quick and come back this week. Absolutely. So team said he's day to day. And I think that's kind of where he's at. I don't think this is like, he's going on the IR. He needs surgery again. It's like, Hey, he could miss a week, but probably can suck it up and play. So we'll see how the injury report goes. And this is, and this is perfect because if you guys want to go and check out what uh, my man, Alex is talking about, listen, hit him up at, at the thigh doctor at thigh doctor on Twitter. He's got it up there. I've retweeted it. My man Pierre's retweeted it. Go ahead and retweet that and see what it is. And um, I know that you mentioned that he kind of goes off screen, so you don't know if he rolled it even more. So uh, we'll yeah. see how this this medical team kind of fixes him up and get, get him ready going because uh, there's quite a front coming our way. So we need to give them our defensive front um, come, coming up this game. So that being said, I need to get – because I, I always appreciate you bringing in your your – your thoughts on the injuries, but I need your thoughts on the game. And we were about to get into the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, we're, we're, we're about to get into it. Josh freaking Allen. Now, before I get into my thoughts, I want your thoughts on Josh Allen. How did you feel yeah. about Josh Allen's display, his game, everything that came this week, 
against the Raiders. Let's go. I think he corrected all the mistakes that we wanted him to correct. He was patient, took what the defense was giving him, and just ping-ponged down the field. I mean, that's what we're looking for. We went under center more. Now, if you go back to, like, 2021, when we kind of blew up going into the 13 seconds, Mm -hmm. what did we see a lot with Dable in the second half of that year? Josh under center, some 12 personnel. Kind of what they looked like this weekend. So that's when the offense really got rolling. Not as predictable, right? When you sit in shotgun and and 11 personnel, every team knows what you're doing. They don't respect the run. You get under center, you put some extra beefy guys in there, and you start ramming them down their throat. He's going to have to do this for a while because the blueprint's out on him. And if he starts to show that he can kind of chew people up like this, they're going to start biting. The big place will come back. And then we, we might be unstoppable. So knock on wood on that one. I, I absolutely love the fact that you said that. What we used to do a little bit, Dable kind of went away from the being in the 10 and the 11 personnel. Like, put him under center. I think he's extremely dangerous under center. And not only is he dangerous, it, bec- it makes our run game more dangerous. You have a, 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 a RB that can come downhill instead of having Correct. to sit there two in two, in, in two feet stance, in two-point stance, and, and waiting to kind of get started. With a downhill run, man, it's dangerous. And you get a guy like going downhill like Latavius Murray and Harris, and now you got our guy James Cook, it is dangerous. Now, I do want to play a clip um, from our guy Josh Allen because I thought he was sensational uh, this past game. And uh, for me, I think it's clear cut that he's figured something out. And he's it's neither, maybe it's clicked or he's just putting more trust in Dorsey, but it's always nice to see. Let's, let's check this out real quick. Dawkins that block. Allen on the move, and chased there by Tillery, and he's got Gabe Davis! He all of a sudden goes from it being a five to seven yard route, like, I'm just going to peel up field because the defender can't see me. Allen is on the same page, lays it up over the shoulder. Second down and 10, Allen up. who's able to secure it. Watch, his eyes are down. He sees the pass rush. Oh, wait, I'm not going to run. And then he's able to locate Shakir. Allen. Here comes Crosby. Here comes Allen. And caught for the touchdown! Well, Davis goes to the back line, and then as he sees Allen scrambling, comes back to his quarterback giving him a, a friendly angle to get that ball. You always worry when you're a quarterback throwing it back across your body. Two consecutive touchdown passes and the Bills 28-10. Thing of beauty to watch this. And you look at all three passes, dude, they were all under 50% probability for him to even complete that pass. So it's the dude's just nasty. He's nasty like that. And if you put the trust in the offense, you put the trust in Ken Dorsey, Good things will happen. He just has to get out of his own freaking way. So uh, I love to see what we got out of Josh Allen. So here's the here's what I want to ask you as well. So you're looking at this offense. You see Josh Allen make his his improvements. You see him make his adjustments. Is it him getting out of his way? Do you, do you feel like it's Ken Dorsey has a lot to do with this? Do you think Ken Dorsey got in his ear and was like, "Listen, you need to freaking listen to me and trust what I'm telling you," or did Josh have to just calm down? Which what do you think it was? Calm down. Mm. Yeah. I think he was hyped up, man. That was week one, Jets. It was Rodgers, his boy Rodgers. He's on Madden cover. He's coming out. And then I think, you know, bright lights, he he realized he wasn't making a lot of plays. It was getting boring for him. 
and then he tried to light them up. I mean, he really only slipped up a couple times, but they were pretty catastrophic. So I don't know. He also could have got rattled. He took he took a big shot early in the game. So I don't know if he was like a little uh, dizzied up by that, but if you know what I'm saying. But, um, you know, I think he goes back, he recoups, and he realizes, hey, like I got to do this. He just made the right step. Um, do I think Dorsey's in his ear? Uh, yeah, but he's probably saying the right things. You know, that at least he, that's at least what he says in the media. He's like, I can't, can't take you know the Josh out of Josh, but we just keep telling him, you know, play smart, do X, Y, and Z, and and I think it works. So we'll see. But they like really neutralize the pass rush, and uh, you know, this is a big test coming up this weekend. So we'll see what yeah, happens. It is a big test. No, so I, I I started off with Josh Allen being part of the good. Out of this game, Josh Allen aside. What stood out for you that you're like, see, this is what I needed. This is part of that good category that I want to see. I have seen before, and it came back, and it came back strong. Is there something that stands out to you other than Josh Allen that's like, you know what, the good? And I'm going to give you this, the stage to talk on it. It's your, it's, your, it's your baby right now. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think he had a good game plan. That was a good idea, right, putting him under center, scripting stuff up like that. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, the run defense was mm. electric. I mean, Talk about negative it. two yards. Can't beat that. I mean, Ed Oliver was on fire, but they, they're plugging holes all over the place. Bedford, I mean, not Bedford, but um, Bernard Yep, played a good game. Now, I don't know what happened in the first series because I saw Dotson come out there like at the end of the series. I don't know if there was some miscommunication issues. They had to pull him out if he had some type of issue. But Bernard came out of the game for a second on that first drive. Dotson was in there, but then Bernard was uh, through the rest of the game. I don't know if you noticed that in the first drive. But. I did. I did. I must have missed that. I must. Have, and that's and yeah. that's the one with three linebackers, uh, and they're all there. Potentially. But I don't know, but yeah. But, I, uh, I have to look it back. I just remember sure. seeing him out in the field. Like, oh, okay. I thought they might have benched him because I, I see, I see a lot of miscommunication at the linebacker level pre-snap. You know, they're all talking. They're still looking and talking to each other. Right. The snap's going. Um, so I don't know if they had to pull him out. Maybe the headset wasn't working for him. He wasn't getting the calls. So we had to go through hand signals, and that was, that sure. was part of the issue. Not really sure. But the run defense was definitely huge. If they keep that up all year, I mean, that's going to really set the tone. It that's is the problem with, Yeah. Go ahead. McDermott's defense has always had some leaky moments with the run. You know what I mean? Um, Facts. So, so the secondary, oh, yeah, you know, they got all these all pros, these, these legends back there. But – if they're not stopping the run, things get really screwed up. Then the team's got a pinch on it, which screws up the pass defense. So if they can just plug that up without having to blitz too much, I mean, that really will neutralize an offense. But, Rico, it's week two. Mm-hmm. We've done this every year. We get really Absolutely. high. I mean, so I just want to see the team gelling and hot at the end of the year. So we've seen, you know, both, both ways. Two years ago, we were streaking, yep. even though we started slow. Yep. Last year we were hot. We were like, oh, we got this. We're the favorites. And we really struggled down the stretch. I mean, everyone knows that. So uh, let's just see how this year goes. And I'm just holding up things. I, freaking, towards I the love end. the fact that you said that because you and Bobby are on the same wavelength. Bobby uh, on the barbershop, uh, I think last week he mentioned, listen, man, it's like this is not a it's not the end of the world that we lost the first game. Like sometimes you need to work out the kinks early so that you can yeah. start streaking near the end. And that's exactly what we want. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the games that matter are in December. Start You start to get into the month of December and January. Those are the games that really matter. You want to start putting wins together and you start to gel and get your chemistry right. So once you get into that playoffs, you're ready to roll. You're your you're best version of the Bills instead of the early version. Because a lot of times we're wondering, what happened to the first six weeks, Buffalo Bills? Like, where the hell are they? That's long gone, yeah. man. This is a totally different team. 
obviously that injury happened to happening to Josh Allen kind of slowed us down a little bit, but nonetheless, yeah. you're right. We need to start streaking at the best time. So if we have to work things out, he calms himself down. It'll be great. You talking about that defense um, made me want to pull this up here. If you look at the the Bills highest graded Bills players versus the Raiders, you had Matt Milano, 91 grade. He had a 91 grade from PFF. Josh Allen came with an 82.7. Deion Dawkins had a monster game at 82.4. Daquan Jones at 79.8. And then Greg Rousseau at 76.4. And we didn't even have to mention Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver himself had a monster game. So this defense played a very good game against these Raiders. These Raiders are still trying to find themselves. I mean, I think they're a mess, personally. Uh, you, you move on from Derek Carr, which was the reason uh, Devontae Adams came over. So, yeah, it's going to be a little messed up. But it is what it is. We got the dub. That's what matters. Um, but uh, give me one more good that came from this game, uh, that whether it's something you, you observed and something you noticed. Yeah, well, if you go back to play calling, I like that they were able to execute inside the five-yard line through the run. Mm. So we didn't just get blocked, you know, stuff, stuff, make Josh do something crazy. Because, you know, if he's got to do that all year. Things get condensed. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, he's going to make some spectacular plays, but that's sometimes that's how the turnovers happen, you know, inside the 20. So if you get in there, you could keep ramming it down their throat and plunge it in with a running back. I mean, that's uh, easy money there. I got to ask you a question. Because yeah. we talk about, like, for, like, Bills aside, did you ever play ball back in the day? Yeah, I played through college. What position did you play? Uh, D-end. D-end? SUNY Brockport, if there's any uh, Golden Eagle alumni here. <laughs> what number did you rock? 95. Greg Lloyd. All right, boy. You got a ninety-five yeah, on you. So, were you were, yeah. were you more of a finesse lineman? Were you were you kind of like no, 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 no. Oh, so, what, what kind of player were you? So I came in like a little pudgy uh, three technique, right? Then I slimmed up, and they moved me to the. Uh, it's called it was called boss end back then. So, you know, football's evolved. We didn't have the spread back then. It was like in the early two thousands. So we play like this four-four defense. A lot of teams ran right. it most of the time. For sure. And, uh, I'd have to uh, I'd have to switch sides to the tight end side, so I'd, you know be taking out double teams on the edge. But uh, I did pick off an option pitch uh, down the Salisbury, took it to the house, forty yards. I was about to say, did you take it to the house? You better have taken it to the house. I sure pitched. did. I sure did. <laughs> uh, celebration? Uh, took a knee. Oh, <laughs> you took yeah. a knee. I didn't have my uh, dance move down by then. So. <laughs> you you panicked. You're like, uh, let me do the Emmett Smith. <laughs> I, you know, I remember my mother. My mother was in my ear, like as a kid. She's like. You know, see what Thurman Thomas does when he scores. He just takes it and he thinks, you know, praises for it. So, I, you know, I always was like, uh, if I score a touchdown, I'm like spiking it between my legs backwards like Andre Reid. But I don't know. It was pretty surreal when, when you I, score a touchdown I actually, defense. I, had to, yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever asked you that. I had to, like, bring it out there because, like, a lot of us, we talk about the game. And I'm curious if some people have even played it. Um, yeah. So, it's it's always nice to hear. So, you do you have a bias towards the defensive side of the ball over the – 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so I respect it. Um, yeah, like I was never the fastest guy, like I said, because I was like a D tackle to an end. So I had to play smart, watched a lot of film, coached for a year, uh, then went off to grad school. Well, there you go, man. Listen, I, I actually really appreciate that. That was actually pretty good. I'll tell you this, though. I would run your ass over. Oh, you know, actually, I wouldn't run it. With you, I'd probably just give you a little something and make you fall down and just. You probably would shake me. Yeah, I would shake you for sure, baby. <laughs> but anyway. Funnel your ass back into the middle. <laughs> oh, probably. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my man Alex came through, showed us some love. He says, 
not much to worry about Micah Hyde. Maybe we could see. I mean, there's really not much to worry about uh, Floyd either. I think you're, yeah, you're comfortable I mean, with both of them if they take a week both, off. Sure, they play the both right. guys. Both guys. I wouldn't be surprised if they miss a week. I would be surprised if they miss two, but I wouldn't be shocked either if they played. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Got to watch that. I got to watch the injury report. So if they go, you know, out for two days, the first two days, then I'm thinking, all right, they're just resting them. If they're both limited early in the week, and then you know, hopefully they ramp up to full on Thursday or Friday. Uh, it's game on. So I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, my man, Alex, the thigh doc. Listen, hit him up. Please do. It's the thigh doctor on at Twitter. It's at thigh doctor. Hit him up. Let this man know that. Okay. We appreciate you. We see what you're doing and he's insightful and he's not a, and he's a good looking brother, man. So keep it up. And uh, before you leave, do you, would you do the honors of, uh, of yeah. giving us a thigh dance? Alexa, can you play Torm? Prepared. Give it to us. I'm gonna give you the full screen, baby. It's all you. Alexa, up by three. Oh shit! Look at this guy. He's pushing the screen back. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my guy. The thigh doc, the, the choice of music is outrageous. I would have thought he would have said something a little smoother than that, but hey, I'm going to let my man be. So, ladies and gentlemen, the thigh doc, Alex, we appreciate you. We will catch you on the flip side, my man. And, uh, I can't hear you. I'm just signed up. I know. I'm going to let you go because I've had enough of your thigh for tonight. So, we'll catch you on the flip side, man. We appreciate you. <laughs> Deuces, my man. Yo. You got to give your guys time to shine sometimes. You got to. And uh, listen, he's an intelligent man. He gives us what we need. And that song selection was absolutely wild. I don't know where he decided to go with that one. I would have thought something a little more upbeat. But that's my guy, man. You got to let you. You got to let your guys shine, man. I appreciate that's my dude, man. So anytime that he, uh, if I can bring him on, I'm going to bring him on. Uh, because his insight, jokes aside, is top notch. That is top notch. So uh, salute to my guy, <laughs> Thigh Doc. Uh, and let's get back into it, man. So the good, the bad, the ugly, let me get into it, man. James Cook was freaking sensational. I love what I saw from James Cook. I know you guys are going to try to get on me. But yeah, what you were hating on James Cook. You know what? Tough love is what he got. And tough love was what I gave him. And guess what? Now I'm happy. I'm a happy Bills fan because now I see we've got some balance in the run game. You got to go back to LaShawn McCoy where you can say, I can count on LaShawn McCoy to make me a play. Zach Moss, you were trying to count on Zach Moss to make you a play. You were trying to count on Devin Singletary to make you play. And although Devin Singletary ain't no scrub, he gave us, he made us some plays, but it's like they didn't trust him enough. They didn't trust him enough to give him the rock because when they did give him the rock, he produced, but he just didn't have the traits that we needed, which was speed, speed, kills we all know speed kills and james cook was great james cook showed me as a bills fan that you know what josh ain't got to do everything you saw it it was on display josh it doesn't have to do everything but there will be moments where they just have the run game just bottled up and this is where you depend on your elite quarterback in josh allen to take over now i gave you a clip of josh allen earlier but like this guy he made some plays this game where you're like, fam, un unbelievable. And there's, there's, I'm going to go back and, and get your clip here. 
And this is the maturity level of Josh Allen that I really appreciate. And I think this clip came, uh, I believe, from Eric Turner. So I don't want to say, oh, I don't know whose clip it came from. I got no bones about it. This clip came from Eric Turner. I think he's the one who did the graphics on there, which proves and shows the maturity and where you don't got to, you don't got to, you know I mean, go for the gusto every time. So check this out. Josh Allen has an ability to just cock that thing back and just let it fly. Look at this right here. You know, he's going for it. He doesn't. He thinks about it. He's like, mm, I don't like that. And he hits the underneath. He hits a safety blanket in Dalton Kincaid. Now, pay attention to Dalton Kincaid on this. Dalton Kincaid comes in and he chips a little bit. You'll see him chip a little bit. Boom. And then release. That's his safety blanket right there. You don't see. You don't need to force it, Josh. You don't need to. And guess what? You give it to your playmakers, they'll get you some yardage, man. He didn't get the first down, but he was close to it. So you've got yourself avoiding potentially interception and turning the ball over to checking it down and getting yourself a very manageable second and short or third and short, whatever the down and distance was. That is the maturity level that we are seeing from Josh. That in itself, Josh's performance was great, was solid. But that those little things are what matter. If you, if you, if you really think about it, those are the moments that you've got to, you got to, you got to give your quarterback a pat on the back and be like, that's what I'm talking about. That is where your elite quarterback traits jump in. Cause everybody can play quarterback. You can come in and just throw the ball. I mean, we all throw the ball with our friends and stuff like that. I'm not saying that we can, but like the, the collegiate player can come in and throw the football, but it becomes this. It's this thing right here, man, in between your ears, your brain. So like, what is your brain telling you? You know what I'm saying? Your, your arm is telling you, Jojo, just cock that thing and just let it go. Or hold on a second. I got three guys barreling down on one guy. I can probably make the throw because I got the arm power, the arm strength. I don't have to take it this time. Let me just dump it off to Kincaid, the first round draft pick, and let him do what he does. And you wait. The more trust and the more chemistry these two put together, they'll be dangerous. They will be dangerous. And I didn't even get into Stefan Diggs. I didn't even get into Gabe Davis. So the fact of the matter is this, Josh, excellent job. Did you see that play in the pocket where he was bottled up? He took a sidestep, got out of the pocket, moved to the right, sidearm that throw to freaking um, Khalil Shakir. Fam, the, 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 it was a, was a 44% probability rate that he'd make that throw and catch and have that play happen. You don't do that with, with your, your regular quarterback. Derek Carr ain't doing that. You feel me? Jimmy G ain't doing that. That's for your elite top five type quarterbacks, man. And that's where Josh Allen comes in. So Josh Allen, bro, that's the guy we need. You, yo, listen, you're knocking on the door of 300 yards. You're get, you will get your 300-yard gains, bro. You ain't got to do it. Dude, how many times did Tom Brady dink, his, dink and dunk his way to 350 yards passing? That's what, that's what Tom Brady did. Dink and dunk his way, let his athletes do the thing, and at the end of the game, he's got four touchdowns, he's got 325 yards, and a freaking quarterback rating of 106. You ain't got to go for it every time, baby. And that was a great display of patience, a great display of trust, trusting his instincts, and just checking it down. And you live to play another day. You live to play another day. And he didn't have to put anything in there. Like, look, 
Like my man, like my man Pierre just said, it's just a, it's a flick of the wrist. It's just a flick of the wrist, baby. Just, just that. He don't got to put everything on it. When you 6'5", 240, it's easy for you. So that's why this has to take over. And it, and it was on display against the Raiders. So salute to Josh Allen and the way that brother played, man, because I was, I was all in on it. I was all in on it. Now, let me get to my guy, James Cook. James Dalvin Cook. Yes, you're probably wondering what the hell you're talking about. You know, Mama, Mama Cook was like, hmm, I'm going to name my son, my oldest son, Dalvin James Cook. And I'm a young, my youngest son, I'm going to name him James Dalvin Cook. Yeah, those brothers have the, na- the same names, just reverse. <laughs> I know. I ain't laughing at you, Mama Cook. I'm just saying. I mean, you could have given him a little bit of unique uniqueness, but it is what it is. So, Mr. James Dalvin Cook, what a breath of fresh air that we were able to, to witness last week on Sunday. 17 carries, a buck 23. Four receptions for 36 yards. The only thing that, you know what I mean, Dorsey could have kind of rewarded him with was, was, some, was, a, was a touch in the red zone. And you know what? Sometimes I get it. Sometimes you've got to give it to your big boys so they can put it in there. But sometimes you got to reward your boys as well. I mean, I get all this. I put all this work on my back. Let me, let me get in the end zone, right? Let me, let me do a little dance a little bit. Let me, yeah, let me do a little something. But Dorsey was like, no, 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 I can't take no chances. We get in the red zone. I need my big boys to punch it in. That's why we brought these boys here. Respect it. But plays like this from James Cook are things that I marvel over. Like, check this out. For the second-year running back, James Cook, 37-yard run, a burst. Well, that now taking him over 100 yards on the day. When you're in the mud and the mess with this traffic everywhere, right, that's where you got to trust your feet work. You got to trust your vision. You got to trust the angle these defenders are coming at you as an RB just from experience. So, that you, it's a work of and seal things for the Bills in an impressive day for the second year running back, James Cook, 37 yard run, a burst. Well, that now taking him over 100. Because what James Cook saw was a huge lane. And with those lanes in the NFL, they close so quickly. They close so quickly that you've got to make your decision quick. Because if the minute you you do one of these these little stutter, you're done. You're done. You gotta you gotta be decisive. You gotta hit it. But there's such there's so much mess. So this is where all those drills these guys do in the offseason and doing the ladder moves and doing and hitting the ladder and doing all that stuff. That's where it matters. Right. You saw all the feet work he was doing in that in that in that mess. And he got himself out of it. My goodness, it's a work of art. And I love it. So when Dorsey sees stuff like this, Dorsey, don't stop. Give us more of James Cook. You can't, don't go away from it. Until they show that they can stop that brother inside the tackle. And this is the beautiful thing about that. All that was inside the tackle. You know he can make it outside the tackle. Now he ain't going, listen, everybody's, everybody's got speed in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes... The quickest way to get to the end zone is right up the damn middle. 
because that's all where the hoggies are. They ain't going to catch you. But these linebackers, when they scrape, they go. And that's why I worry about, you know I mean, my RB kind of getting licked up a little bit because he's a buck 90, but he showed me toughness. And this is why I'm more liking what I'm seeing. And I want more of it because you can't just give us this game and then become inconsistent and then give him four carries like the Jets did Brees Hall. The disrespect the Jets are doing to Brees Hall. He's your number one back. You got a bum-ass quarterback in Zach Wilson, and you're going to give this guy four carries? Are you kidding me? The rest of the way, Jets fans, y'all and the Jets, you guys need to run the damn football. Run the football. Make him manage it. Garrett Wilson's just going to have to take, take a seat back. Unless they, they trade for somebody, run the damn ball. They're disrespecting Brees Hall like that. Brees Hall, you better ask for a trade. Ask for a trade. Come to Buffalo. We'll treat you just fine. We'll treat you just fine. It'll be you and James Cook handling business. You know what I mean? But that's neither here nor there. I love what I saw from James Cook. I, I'm a fan of what I saw, and I want more of it. And this is all I've been asking for. Give us more of the second-round draft pick. Stop trying to bottle him up, give him the rock, and let him do what he does. But put him in the right position. This 12 personnel that's been working is great. This having Brees, excuse me, Brees Hall, having James Cook, you mean, come downhill instead of in, in the shock. I mean, he could do both. But him coming from, from under center, love that. And Josh, Josh Allen is so dangerous under center. He's so dangerous under center. I, don't, I, don't see, I can't see why we don't do this more often. So I love what I saw from the offensive side of the ball. I love what I saw from Deion Dawkins. Deion Dawkins looked fantastic. I love what I saw from Deion Dawkins. I love from what I saw from the O-line. Now, a lot, of, a lot of folks might say, hey, oh, boop, 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 boop. ain't you going to talk about Spencer Brown? I got to give it to you, Spencer Brown. You held your own. You held your own, but I'm going to give you a little slight, I mean, a slight little jab a little bit. You got a lot of help. <laughs> you got a lot of help. You know what I'm saying? They were chipping. They were helping. But hopefully this is what starts your confidence in the pass block. In the, pl- in the pass block game, hopefully having that chip, having you kind of have a little, get more comfortable, get your anchor down, it'll help out. But the one person that impressed me a lot, the one person that impressed me the most, is our rookie guard, Osiris Torrance. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Osiris Torrance, according to PFF, this brother had 42 pass block snaps, only allowed one pressure. Bro, 40 dropbacks and one pressure? Give it up for the freaking rook, man. The rookie is playing well. And it's only it's early in the it's early in the year. So he's only gonna gain experience. He's only gonna get better. He's playing alongside Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse is gonna see that he's playing well and he's gonna just keep motivating him. Nothing worse than when you're trying, when you if you've ever worked somewhere, right? And your director, your manager, your supervisor, whoever says, Hey man, I need you to train this new employee that's come on. You know, me show him the ropes, this, that, and the third. And when the, the employee that came on ain't interested, doesn't care, they're distracted, or whatever the case is, you as the trainer don't give a damn. You're like, yo, this guy don't care. You know what I'm saying? But when you show when they show that they have a level of care, they have a level of they, they understand it, you, feed, you give them more information because you see potential. You see huge potential. And this is what I think I'm seeing from Mitch Morris and Osiris because he's gotten better. So Mitch is sitting there saying, bro, 
this guy got it, so I'm gonna feed him everything I got. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give him all the knowledge that I got to help this brother succeed. And if he succeeds, we all succeed. And if we all succeed, guess what? We we lift in that Lombardi and we chill. But it all starts with the little details, the little things, right? 42 pass block snaps. And it's not like we were going up against up against some scrubs because last time I checked, Crosby's on the other side. And Crosby was facing both Cyrus, Osiris, and Spencer Brown. So he was both on, he was on those two guys' sides. And they held their own. So kudos to them. And kudos to Spencer Brown because Spencer Brown may not be elite in pass blocking, but he's damn good in run blocking. He's damn good in run blocking. So if we continue to do what we do, Aaron Cromer got these boys playing nice. Now, this is week two. It's against the Raiders. The Raiders, I don't know. The Raiders are kind of iffy. But you got you to gotta give them the credit where the credit is due. The old line played well together, and we got to keep that up. So the good, the bad, the ugly, listen, the old line played extremely well, and we've got to celebrate that. We do, because when they don't play well, boy, do we come down and we poo-poo all over them. We talk about how trash they are, their liability, and I'm going to take onus for that because I was all over Spencer Brown's ass. Liability, he's a bum, he's a this, you know, but I've got to, I've got to choose my words carefully. I got to say he was a bum this week because this week he played well. He played relatively well overall. So shout out to Spencer Brown. You did have some struggles on your own. There's a moment that Spencer Brown, excuse me, uh, Max Crosby put a, put you in a spin move and he sent you, he sent you flying backwards. I mean, and that was the one time you were on your own. So I still have by, I'm still, I'm still a little antsy when you're by yourself, but it was nice to see, you have a little bit of help. And it was nice to see Ken Dorsey know that, okay, if we want to succeed, we're going to have to chip and we're going to have to help him out. But it works out best for us because the more they see the 12 personnel, they got to bunch everybody up and Kincaid then gets released and he does work. He gets busy. So I love, love to see it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it all week. I got my man, uh, I got my, my lady Jessica Tennis saying, I need you to mention mention Kingsley working with Brown all week. Yes. Okay. So if you guys are not familiar with what uh, what uh, Jessica is referring to, so Spencer Brown knew that he had a big task ahead of him, going up against obviously Max Crosby. So he had Kingsley Jonathan in scout team act as if he was Max Crosby. So pretty much doing all the things Max Crosby type, type likes to do: the spin moves, the getting in, and and kind of bull rushing, and the length and the dipping, all those things helped Spencer Brown prepare for this. And this is how a professional is supposed to do it. You don't got any other job to do. Your job, your sole job is to perfect your craft and protect the quarterback. So you do what you got to do. Yes, you can practice with the team like everybody else does, but take the extra time to perfect your craft. And that's exactly what he did. So Jessica, I appreciate you bringing that up uh, because Kingsley was working with him all week and got him prepared. And that's what gave him the confidence to go up against, obviously, Max Crosby. So uh, that is, that's you know what, that's another part of being part of the good. So uh, thank you, Jessica, for that. And uh, listen, we'll all day, every day, man, we'll take that. So um, Osiris Torrance, Spencer Brown, Mitch Morse, I mean, McGovern, even McGovern had a great game, a solid game, um, and a lot, obviously, led by Deion Dawkins. Deion Dawkins, if you guys pay attention to this game, man, he was solid. He was on it he was on it man and you can tell by looking at the pattern i hope i put it in here perfect if you look at the pattern of james cook right if i'm gonna let that show up this is these are all of james cook's carries 
And I love how. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You can see where James Cook was headed. A lot of activity to the left side. A lot of activity in the middle between the tackles, which I love. But this is great because you can tell where they're the most comfortable. Deion Dawkins, McGovern, Mitch Morse, right onto the left side. And we're starting to now get a little more comfortable because you're going to see him start to veer more to right with the more confidence that Spencer Browns get. So James Cook, Josh Allen, the old line, the offense in total had a fantastic outing. They did great. And we got to build off of that. It's all about building. You build on your momentum and you got to build off of that. And the more you build on that, the, the more chemistry we build and the more in sync we are, the more unstoppable we become. And when we, we face this gauntlet of a, of a schedule with this, the Washington Commanders next week, and then we got the Dolphins prior to after that, and then we got the Jaguars in London, these next three games are, 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 are tough, man. And I know people want to say, oh, it's the Commanders. Nah, bro. The Commanders got a strong-ass D-line. One would say is probably just as strong as the Jesse line. And you saw what the Jesse line did to us. So we we have to take every team seriously. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, nah, man, we're going to walk right through these cats. Nah, bro, it ain't going to work that way. So we got ourselves, <clears throat> we got ourselves back on track and we got to keep that up. And I'd like to say that um, with, uh, obviously we made our predictions for the, for the year. And right now I'm 100%, I'm one for one. I picked the loss to the Jets. Unfortunately, we, we should have won that game, but we lost to the Jets nonetheless. I called it. Uh, and I'm not tooting my own horn because I didn't want to lose that game. And then we've got the Raiders, and we beat the Raiders. So I have us winning against the Washington Commanders. And I mean, I'll go through all that stuff, and then uh, we'll go from there. So we should win this game. We should win this game. Our defense is too strong for us to not you know, we take advantage of second-year quarterback Sam Howell. Now, Sam Howell's had a decent you know, couple weeks. He had a very decent game last week. And uh, he's going to be trying to build off of that. So we got to crush that, and away we go. Let me stay on the. Let me stay on the good. Because Matt Milano, Matthew freaking Milano, this guy, you can understand why Coach McDermott made the decision, and obviously Brandon Bean to say, you know what, if we got to make a decision between Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. It's an easy decision. I'm going with Matt Milano, the fifth-round draft pick. Isn't that crazy? The fifth-round draft pick, like I'm saying, developed way more, and away we go. So Matthew Milano has made himself a freaking household name in the NFL. 
you know who Matt Milano is. And the guy's been that good because, listen, if you look at the statistics here, the highest-graded linebackers in the NFL in Week 2, Matt Milano at 89.9, and you had Demario Davis, which is a nasty linebacker at 89.7. Bro, we got ourselves a nasty linebacker in Matt Milano. We got ourselves a nasty one in that Matt Milano. So shout out to Matt Milano. Shout out to Terrell Bernard. Terrell Bernard yet again led the team in tackles. He led the team in tackles last week with 11, and he once again led the team in tackles this week. Fam. Sometimes it's not about the talent. Sometimes it's just about the fit, and it's got to fit. They got to understand the scheme. They got to understand what we're doing in order to make this thing fly in order to make this thing pass and right now it seems as though Terrell Bernard has got a good grasp of what this defense can be he's got a good grasp of what this defense is supposed to do and I can't make any I mean I'm not complaining like he had it I watched like the first quarter I wasn't able to watch the full game I watched the first quarter and he didn't look out of place now he's undersized so he will get washed up a little bit but he seems to be in the right place at the right time. I mean, look about it. Think about it. You got the batted ball that could go anywhere, but he's right place, right time. Instincts show up. He's he's got his awareness. Interception. Our both our linebackers got the two turnovers that we forced. One of the was that three, two of the three turnovers that we forced uh, in this game. So, fam, amazing. And shout out to Dane Jackson by the way, causing that fumble at the end. Great job. Uh, this was a great team win. This was a great team win. So, Matt Milano, hell of a job. Ed Oliver. Can I tell y'all something, man? I mean, I, I, I got gra graphics all day. Because, I mean, listen, when we win, those are the things that, you know what I'm saying, that we got to display. We got to show love, man. And Mr. Ed Oliver, out of all the defensive tackles that we know that are pretty elite in this game, did you know Ed Oliver is one of the highest? Let me show you this. I hope I got the right graphic up here. No, I got the wrong one. Hold on. See, my, my, my eyes ain't good these days, folks. And maybe I didn't put it up, but it's all good. So in terms of pressure and the pressure rate, I'm going to just read it out to you guys because I have it in my phone. In terms of the pressure rate that our defenses have been, I've been putting up, let me tell you something, man. NFL pressure rate leaders, minimum 29 pass rushes. You had Josh Uche with 25%. He's got a 25% uh, pass rush rate. Chase Young at 22.6. Dorrance Armstrong at 21.9. Bryce Huff, 21.6. Demarcus Lawrence, a beast at 21.4. Micah Parsons, if not the best defensive player in the game, at 21.4. So he's 21.1. Chris Jones, if not the best defensive tackle in the game, just came back. He was at 21.7. Where do you think Ed Oliver ranked? Brother, Ed Oliver ranked number two. He's got a 23.5 pass rush rate with minimum 29 pass rushes. Bro, is this the year Ed Oliver puts it together? Because I've been skeptical. I'm like, yo, you draft a guy in the first round. He, he needs to do these type of things. So maybe it takes a second contract motivated by the, by, the, by the big money that he got. He's got a lot to prove. And right now, thus far, he's doing it with a 23.5 pass rush rate. Fam. That is what we need. And we didn't even get Von Miller back. We didn't even get Von Miller back. So if he continues, Ed Oliver continues to gain 
traction and put things together. Greg Rousseau doing what he does. You got Von Miller coming back in the next four or five weeks. Fam, this defense is going to be nasty. And if we start to come together even more by that time and we start to peak, bro, y'all are fucked. Y'all are, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Y'all are fucked if we put our shit together. Bedford's still getting his act together. He's still got to do it. Golly, man. I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm liking what I'm seeing. So let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. Like my man Pierre said, man, Ed Oliver finally turning into who we drafted. Because I, we were, were we not all excited? When we, when we saw that we, the Raiders effed up by going with Cleland Clellan or whatever that dude's name is. I forgot who, who it was. Cleland Farrell or something like that. And we're like, what the hell just happened? They skipped out on Ed Oliver. I thought Ed Oliver is definitely going to be a Raider. And Cleland Farrell's not even on the team anymore. I don't know where the hell he's at. And then you, you, let, the, you let Ed Oliver fall to the Bills? Fam, bro. Let's go. And here, and great. David Coolis just said it. And folks, we didn't even unleash Christian Kirksey yet. Let Christian Kirksey keep marinating on that sideline. And when we need to activate that brother, he's in. And right now, he's got time to, you know what I mean, get himself acclimated with his defense because defense is playing solid right now. McDermott has these boys playing. So shout out to McDermott. Shout out to this defense. Shout out to Ed Oliver, the whole defensive front. Shout out to Kingsley Jonathan acting as if he was Crosby to help out his teammate in Spencer Brown. This was a huge team win. Shout out to the whole squad, man. They were well prepared. They were, they were well coached. They were well. Listen, everything was coming up roses. So now, not everything can be good. There was some bad. And this is where I'd like to see where your head is at, folks. If you were to ring out and talk about a bad, what, what stood out to you that was bad in this game? What stood out to you? Because I, I, I don't have a whole lot. I'm going to be real with you. I don't, got a, I don't got a whole lot. But what was bad to you in this game? Or what would you like to see more in this game? And I guess that's the best way to put it. Let me, I'll put it this way. All these pressures are great. And they are. And, and sometimes pressures, pressures turn into turnovers. So you can never hate on the, <clears throat> on the pressure that you're putting on your quarterback. But there are going to be quarterbacks that get rid of the ball rather quickly. And our pass rush is going to seem like it's not getting there. So although our pass rush was, was close to getting after Jimmy G, and we were harassing him all game, don't get me wrong, but I, I'd like to see us and we finish these because we're so close to getting them and he gets rid of it. I'd like to see us finish. And I'm, I'm nitpicking at this point, but I'd like to see us finish and bring these guys down. But like, how could you be upset with how we played? How could you be upset? So I'd, li I'd like to see a little more. Um, I want to see uh, a little more from Taylor Rapp. And I'm not saying that because I want to see he's not playing well. I'd like to see a little bit more of him on the field. Um, because I, we, we brought him in there and potentially for him to see the field in the next couple of years, he might be our, our safety for the next couple of years after obviously either Micah Hyde retires or moves on, or we don't bring him back or Jordan Poirier says I'm out. It all depends. So we got Taylor Raps, 25 years of age, give or take. Yo, we need to, we, we need to see more. I'd like to see more of him. 
I'd like to see more of him. And it's not a bad thing. I'd like to see more because I want to see more of his, his, his solid play because he is a solid tackler. You saw that. Now, I don't like that, that hit that he put on Devontae Adams, but sometimes as a safety, you got to let brothers know that you're there. You got to let brothers know that you're there because this league nowadays, they're getting a little soft now. They're getting a little soft. So sometimes you got to come in and put a shoulder on a brother and say, hey, I'm just reminding you. You can't just come through in the middle like that. This is a no-fly zone, brother. It's a no-fly zone. So when you do, better buckle up because I could be coming for your head. Buckle up. So I like that. I don't like the penalties, but I like that. You got to remind a brother that you just can't. And sometimes you got to take a little penalty to let him know. You feel me? So it, it's just a, it's a psychological game, man. It's a psychological game. I'll tell you right now, if a running back goes up the middle and he puts his head down and he goes... He gets smacked, snot bubbles. When he goes up the middle again, he's going he's gonna to go in a little softer. He's going to curdle up a little bit. You feel me? So sometimes you got to do that as a defender because that one hit could be what causes a shift on the offense. That, that one hit on the quarterback could have him now seeing ghost. And now he's... There's a bit of trepidation in him, so he's 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 looking down, but he's he's worried about what's barreling down because he just got lit up six plays ago. So those things matter. So I bring that up by saying, I like that. I kind of like that he kind of you know I me mean, let my man Devontae Adams know, but I kind of don't like it because obviously you got penalized for it. But you gotta let you gotta let a brother know that you're there. You know I mean you gotta reach out and touch a brother sometimes, right? Um, <laughs> my man P Money, what's up, Pierre? Pierre comes in and says, you know what? Here's the bad for you like to see more of an impact out of Hardy. He's becoming pretty useless so far. Oh, boy. You're going to use the U word, huh? You're going to use the U word. Now, here's how I look at it. I'll, see, I was going to bring up, I was going to bring up Deontay Hardy, but not in the bad category. You mean son of a mug. You can't do that to that, brother. But now you brought it up. I'm going to bring it up. But I'm going to bring it up a little bit more later on. You can't call them the bad if they don't have opportunity. That's not that's not on them. You know what I'm saying? So, like, to me, we can talk about the milk carton. You feel me? We can talk about the milk carton, but we can't. I mean, I don't want to give things away, but we can't say he, we, they were bad. I can't. I'm not going to let you have that. I'm not going to let you have that. So we'll go back and talk about that. But for me, the there's not much bad for me to kind of, I mean, to, to really go back against. Um, obviously, I'd like less penalties. These false starts, they're they're not good for us. I mean, these little there's there's silly, silly penalties that we could just oh, we could do without. We could totally do without. All right. So that's the one thing that I'm gonna put out there. I gotta I gotta give a shout out, one more shout out because I can't let this go. We've been talking about this player that he needs to step up and needs to show out and he needs to do what he does. Yo, Gabe Davis had a solid game, folks. 15 yards of pop. Six receptions, 92 yards in a tutty, in traffic, strong hands. You saw the way he caught that pop. That thing was not being let go. And there he was, he was in the mess. They brought him down and he held on to that thing. Shout out to Gabe Davis, man. What a difference this offense makes when Josh Allen is hitting on all cylinders. Stefan Diggs is getting his. Gabe Davis is getting his. James Cooks is getting his. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better output on offense. And we got to keep it up. Khalil Shakir gets in the end zone. Now we just got to get Dalton Kincaid in there. And I didn't even mention Dawson Knox. My goodness, man. So once we get these things rolling, man, I mean, I can understand why Pierre's got everybody talking about, oh, 
I'm a homer and I love it. <laughs> I'm a homer and I love that stuff, man. Call me a homer. I don't care. I get it. You guys are excited. You guys are excited. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna let you have it. I mean, shoot, we might even have to make some t-shirts, man. You mean the BFLO homer. Ain't nobody gotta know what it is. If you know, you know. I'm a homer and I'm a home, I'm a home for my team. I get it. My man P Money has been trying to get everybody on that. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> Big time B says, yo, I'm a homer. He's a homer himself. I got it. We're all homers at one point. Sometimes you got to be a closet homer, though. I'm a, I'm a closet homer. I'm a homer. I'm a closet homer. I ain't going to put it out there. Some people are like, yo, I'm going to say it with my chest. I'm a homer. Whatever. It is what it is. But I catch what you're saying, bro. <laughs> I, I catch it. I catch it. Shout out to my man, True Guns. He goes, yo, I told my boy we're going to lose to the Jets by three. Why? Josh don't respect the Jets. He don't take them serious. Shows in the wild throws. It's not that he doesn't respect the Jets. He respects the Jets. He was just doing too much. Because if you think about it, you don't turn the ball over, we win the game. We win the game. There's no question about it. We're up 13-6. We win the game. He got, he got in his way. That's the problem. That's the problem. He's as bad about three swings, three. Okay, hold on. He's had about three swings, screens, 2.3 average punt return. Let's, hey, let's see. Hold on. I'm not going to let you do him like that. Now, I will say this. The bad for me is I'd like to see more screen plays. This is why I'm not understanding Ken Dorsey. I'm not hating on Ken Dorsey. I love the game plan that he had, and I'm not even hating on it. But when you have such a dy dy dynamic back that's got the traits, he's got the speed, he's got the elusiveness. I mean, you drafted him for this reason. He can catch out of the backfield. Let us work on the screenplay. If it's Josh that's not doing it well, he doesn't know how to sell it. Because I've seen Josh dance. Josh has no coordination in dancing. You see him doing the handshakes and stuff like that, and it's just not there. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and you're probably wondering, like, what the hell does it have to do with dancing? And, and, and it's called rhythm. It's called timing, right? So, like, when you dance with somebody, it's, it's with the rhythm and the timing and the chemistry, and it's everything works, right? If you know how to dance, obviously. If you ever go to a, you know what I mean, a slow jam and some lady says, hey, you care to dance? You better, you better know how to two-step. If you three-step in, there's a problem. So Josh Allen's more of a three-stepper instead of a two-stepper. I need you to two-step, baby. I need you to be right here, like Hitch. Right here. Right? And my man's a little off rhythm. And, and it seems as though that's why this, this screenplay hasn't been working. It didn't work the year before. It didn't work two years ago. We need to work on it, man. And it might be with Josh. Josh, just, I don't know what it is, man. But we got to work on that chemistry because if we can nail that thing, James Cook will eat. James Cook will do damage. I'm telling you. And with these guys coming with an aggressive D front, that's how you can get these guys. Oh, yeah, bring the pressure. Come at me. Pop. James Cook is going to kill you. But we just can't seem to nail down a screen. I just don't get it. A receiver screen, straight. We're good with that. A running back screen, we struggle. Why? Fix it. Fix it. That's my only gripe. That is my only gripe. And, like, let's talk about it. Like the last three to four years, have you ever seen, I can count on maybe five to six successful screenplays I've seen from Josh Allen and this team. Unacceptable, man. And I'm talking about successful, a good one. All the other ones are just, like, just, they, they just not great. And he doesn't sell it well enough. You got to sell that bitch, man. And if you don't sell it, it's a problem. Josh has never been a, a screen guy. We know this. That's his kryptonite. Well, guess what? Fix that. 
fix that, man. We got to fix that. You, we need you to be kryptonite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not, not affected by the kryptonite. That's what we need from you. All right? Are we asking for too much for, for you to you know, me hit a proper screen? Come on now. I don't think that's too much. I think it's just right. I think it's just right. My man John Herring says, yo, Rico, talk about James Cook, please. Golly, how much, how much y'all want me to talk about James Cook? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I gave him all the love, man. I gave him all the love. So as, as, a, as a fan of the team, it's one game that he's had a great game. So I need it again. Because I'm not going to sit here and, and praise him heavy, and which I have been. I've been. I think he's had a, a great game. I thought it was solid, and I need more of it. That's all I've been asking. Give him the ball more because good things will happen. But he better come with it next week. The same energy he came up with week two. I need that again in week three. Yeah, but it's on Dorsey. Dorsey's got to, you know what I mean? He's got he's to keep him, keep the rock to him. He definitely got to keep the rock to him. Now, the good, the bad, the ugly. What was ugly in this game? Where you're like, oh my gosh. I can't believe it. I can't tell you there's any ugly. I can't tell you. I mean, the only thing ugly in this game was the score, 38-10. That's an ugly score. You know, the, the only thing ugly is when you take your starters out. That's ugly. You know what I mean? So, like, I mean, that's the only thing that stood out to me as ugly. Is there anything that stood out to you? Like, oof, we got to fix that. Or I didn't like this. Talk to me. If you guys, if you guys understand, if you guys watched that game, how'd you feel about it? Our run defense was absolutely, listen, our run defense was f- sensational. You know what I'm saying? It was sensational. It was great. So, like, it was ugly for them because Josh Jacobs, minus two yards, looking like Reggie Bush. Come on, bro. I didn't know we were playing Reggie Bush. <laughs> I did not know we were playing Reggie Bush. What an ugly display of, of offensive... <laughs> an offensive display from the Raiders. You should have paid your guy because he gave you an ugly play. He gave you ugly. Ugh, I can't even talk about it. I'm done. To me, nothing stood out as ugly. I loved everything we did. You know what? I'll give you that. You know what? That's a great, that's a great job. Actually, you know what? That's the one thing I can say that was ugly. The, the freaking first drive. Five plays, 75 yards, touchdown. What? I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought we learned from this, this mistake last week. Are we starting off this way again? No, 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 no. Y'all, y'all, y'all got to chill. Y'all got to chill. And listen, that first drive, they moved too smooth. It was like butter. It was like a hot knife. You ever get, you ever take the butter out of the freezer? Because I mean, at least I, I'm, when I, when I buy butter, I mean, I buy it in bulk. So I put them away in the freezer. And you got to pull that sucker out and you need that butter right away. Take that hot knife, put it through. But my goodness, man, that butter, <laughs> yo, they, they carved right through us. They carved right through us like turkey dinner, man. I'm telling you, we, it was not good. It was not pretty. And I wasn't liking anything I saw. So the fact of the matter is this. We cleaned it up. We got to act together and we never look back. And that's how we like to keep it. So shout out to the defense. They held it down. But I didn't like that first, that scripted defense. It was not, it was, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. The first drive wasn't ugly. No team scores on every opening drive. Yeah, but that was a nasty one. They just they they moved up on us too damn easy, man. I didn't like that. You're right about that. That was nasty. That was nasty. That was actually nasty. All right, man. Let's get right to the next segment. And that's the milk carton candidate. Who in this game were you like? All right. 
where you at? We need to we need to go search for what's going on with this. Or it may not even be a person. It may be a thing. It may be a a a, a, def, a, a scheme that we're doing or a lack of. But what was missing in this game? And it could be you wanted a 40-burger. You know what was missing? Two more points to make it a 40-burger. So what did you guys find that stood out to you in this game that would make you say, you know what? Milk carton alert. You know what? I like this. This makes me happy. Max Crosby. <laughs> we didn't really hear much from Max Crosby. Where you at, kid? I might have to put out an APB alert. Y'all, we need to find out where the F Max Crosby was because Spencer Brown and Dalton K was doing a number on his ass. Nowhere to be seen. Max Crosby. Definitely on the milk carton alert. He put his face up on there, man. Max Crosby was definitely on that alert for sure. Let me tell you another one. You know uh, a milk carton alert? You know who needs to go on the milk carton alert? Uh, what was missing? The view. And you're probably thinking, what the hell are you talking about? The view. Well, Takeo Spikes, <laughs> this brother was invited to the, the Bills game to become to, as part of the NFL legends, right? And uh, you, they invite him to the Bills game. You get to watch the game. They put this brother to watch the game with a wall in front of him. <laughs> He's trying to watch the game like this. You know what I'm saying? And the pettiness out of Takeo Spikes, he said, yo, brother, take, take a picture for me from the back because uh, I need to show... What kind of bull jive is this? They had this brother watching a game with a big old cement block in front of him and saying, we appreciate you. You, you a legend of the game. Uh, here's where you're going to sit, sir. <laughs> what? Yo, I'm so glad he put the bills on blast. Yo, you can't. Yo, fam, y'all got to be better, man. Yo, put him in the 50. Put him on the sideline. Like, I mean, there's. I'm sure there's way better seating. Put him in a club seat somewhere where he can see the whole thing. Like... Nah, I mean, y'all tripping, man. Whoever, is, whoever was part of, you know what I'm saying, the whole charade with that nonsense, y'all tripping, man. <laughs> y'all got to be better. You got to disrespect the kill Spikes like that. To kill Spikes, that was the dog when he was on the squad, man. Golly. Yo, this is cold. This is cold. I ain't going to read that out, but that was cold. <laughs> that was cold, man. That was cold. Anyway, milk carton alert. You know what I mean? He couldn't even see the missing view of the field. But let me get back onto more importantly. Deontay Hardy, we paid him quite a bit of money for him to come and and handle, you know what I'm saying? Part return duties, obviously. Obviously, um we we miss um we're missing our our, our return duty man that got hurt in a boating accident in Naeem Hines. But like Deontay Hardy, I'm I, I need to I need to see Deontay Hardy's uh contract again. Because this brother's getting paid very nice. Deontay Hardy signed a two-year deal with the Bills, right? $9.5 million contract with two points sign, 2.7 signing bonus and five million guaranteed. He's averaging 4.7 yards. Excuse me, 4.7 years. He's averaging 4.7 mil. That's his average annual salary, right? He's getting paid more than some quality running backs in this game. Are we going to use this guy? 
Are we actually going? I mean, put him in. Are we going to put a package together that he does things? Like I understand Trent Sherfield not being part of the game plan because you're you're receiver four or five, so I get it. If we didn't pay you a big, you know, I mean, we didn't give you big money. I mean, the top three guys are your Gabe Davis. Obviously, you've got your 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 Stefan Diggs and Khalil Shakir, and then after that, it's it's Deontay Hardy Sherfield. Those are your, those are your, those are your guys. So I understand that Sherfield may not be getting all the the touches and all that stuff, but he's not he's not really there to be like you know what I mean the screaming wide receiver. He's more of a block downfield when we want to run the ball. And you saw how we did it, great job. But Deontay Hardy though, I need more from Deontay Hardy, but I need Dorsey to dial something up that puts him in position. Don't force it to him, but put him in a position that he can do big things because. I'm telling you right now, he's built like a little running back. You put him in space and speed, it's a problem. So that's on Dorsey to figure it out. Dorsey needs to figure all that out, how to get that brother involved. But here's the thing. There's only one football. There's only one football. So we got to figure something out. But Deontay Hardy, you get paid way too much money for them not to use you. And it's not your fault. You don't dial up the plays. And when they do give you the football, they do give you the football. It's not like you're not doing you're doing what you can with it, but they're just not putting you in the right position. So milk carton candidate is Deontay Hardy, but not of his not his fault. That's Dorsey that's got to dial something up for him. And that's just my opinion. But you you got to know what you have in that athlete. You can't use him like some other guy. You got to know what you have in him. So start utilizing him properly. Use him the way he's supposed to, because it's gonna be a matter of time where he says, yo, fam, like what am I here for? And I would not blame him. Use that brother, man. I got a super chat coming in. Appreciate that super chat from a man, Zach of all trades. What's up, bro? He goes, Joe Marino from Lockdown Bill says, Josh is not as not good at screens. Not just because he's poor at it. Being a mobile QB doesn't help that either. Um, it's a rhythm thing, man. It's about selling it. It's about selling. It's the, you're supposed to draw the defense. To make it look, oh, I'm gonna get sacked. Oh, oh, watch out! And then you dump it. So either he's pay, he's looking right at the running back, which the defensive front's like, uh, I'm just gonna step right here and pick it off. You gotta sell it, and to be able to sell it, you have to you have to have good chemistry. You gotta have good rhythm. You know, what I'm saying your feet work have to be perfect. You got your back's gotta be to it. Like a lot of things play into into it to run a, a wonderful screenplay. But my goodness, man, like we can't do a screenplay. The dude is three yards or four yards away. Act it out. Practice that bitch. And let's get going. Because I'm telling you, if you can utilize it, I remember the best screen we ever ran, I think it was a playoff game against the Houston Texans. And it was it was to Devin Singletary. I was shocked because I'm like, holy jumpings. That screenplay actually worked to perfection. Wow. So we actually can run a screen. My goodness, man. And imagine giving the screenplay to James Cook that could take it the distance. Like, we tripping that we don't take full advantage of that. Find a way, man. Find a way. Anyway, so that milk carton candidate for me is two things. Is the view <laughs> or the view, the lack of the lack of the view that they gave to Kill Spike. So the mi- missing in that was obviously the view of the game. And missing is the, is the common sense that someone would put him there so put that person whoever made that decision to put him there you're on the you're on the miss you're on the your 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 common sense was missing sorry you can't put a brother there 
he, he's too important for you to put him in a room like that. Get out of here with that. And last but not least, Deontay Hardy. And we'll put the screen game on there. I got three. The Buffalo Bills screen game, non-existent. Where you at? I need that Buffalo Bills screen game. Milk carton candidate, the screen game. You got to put it in there. You got to find a way to execute and get the screen game going. Because if you get that thing executed to a T, James Cook will be nasty. You think he's nasty now, and you think he had a nasty game against the Raiders, wait till you that screenplay gets developed. It's game over. Now, teams that are super aggressive got to chill out. Like, yo, we can't, we can't really do much. Okay, you don't, you don't want to do much? Guess what? You give me now time to dot you down the field. All those things matter, man. You bring in, listen, <laughs> my man said, you bring in Chan Gailey, Chan Gailey will find a way to get yourself a screen game. Matter of fact, call that brother now, man. Come be a consultant. Get that screen game going, fellas. Deontay Hardy, talk to Ken Dorsey, man. Tell him, tell him to get you, get you involved, man, because I need to see more of you. $9.5 million? You're making, you're making under $5 million a year? Yo, let's make it work. Let's make it work, man. And that's my milk carton candidates for week two. So, folks, I'm not sure what else to tell you, man. To, this game was a solid game. I enjoyed it. It's so, it's so much nicer to come in and do a recap game when all things worked out. It's just so nice. It, doesn't it feel good? Tyler Bass was, was just doing what he does. Special teams was better. Special teams was much better. They, they cleaned things up. And away we go. I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this thing right here. Two weeks in a row now. Inactive. Interesting. I get it. Listen, you got to put your best players on the field. And when the time comes that we need to make him active, it's all about the matchup. It wouldn't surprise me if he becomes active against the Dolphins because there's a lot of speed there, and this is where he will come in and do what he does. So pay attention to week four to see if Kyrie Elam becomes activated and inserted into the game to alleviate the speed that's going to be coming our way. I'm looking forward to it. I am mad at it. Sometimes it's a numbers game and sometimes you got to sit it out, but it's, it's the optics is we got a first round, former first round draft pick inactive, healthy scratch. It makes you wonder. It makes you say, hmm, it really does, but I understand it. I really do understand it. So folks, the bills are back in the wing column. We are back up to 500. We, we got ourselves a convincing win over the Raiders. We look good all the way around. We were, we were minimal in the mistakes. Josh Allen had zero turnovers, and that's the way we want it. If he doesn't turn the ball over all year round, shoot, I'll be great. I'll be grateful for it. But we're going to be playing some good teams. So we will see how this all plays out. But let's, let's enjoy this week. Let's put a button in this one, and we'll keep it running. So just to give you guys a heads up of what's coming this week, um, I will be joined by my man, Rio, Rio Robinson. Um, he will be joining me on Friday. If you guys remember my friend, Rio, uh, he is a content creator for the Washington Commanders. Entertaining, 
loves his commanders and uh he's he's at training camps he's he's all that so he's about to give us the goods on uh what to expect from these commanders and i will be joining real show on thursday so i'll kind of give you guys a link to join in and uh we got to represent bills mafia got to represent in that i'll be i'll be doing my thing i gotta represent myself but uh i'll be joined uh by by him on friday and i'm gonna join him on thursday and then we got rev on saturday to kind of get us wrapped up and ramped up ready for the game and then we will see you guys on uh, on sunday post game show then we got the live reaction show with my man p money and then we got the post game show with myself so we've got ourselves a busy week this week enjoy the rest of the week if you guys enjoyed this podcast if you guys enjoyed this show do me a favor before you step out of this room smash that like let's get let's get this thing to 500 likes let's get this thing to 500 likes and uh because the way the YouTube thing works now, it's not about the shares. It's not about, you know what I'm saying? It's not about the you know, subscriptions and all that stuff, which we do appreciate. It's about clicking that like button. So smash that like button for your boy. Let the let the algorithms do what they do. And let's get more people, you know what I'm saying, and their eyes on the product, the Buffalo Fanatics. Ladies and gentlemen, have yourself a great rest of the week. Enjoy yourself. Be good. Be safe. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I cannot get out of here before I bring this up. I got to bring this up. One last thing. And it's, it's not, it's not something, it's not something that, um, that'll make you feel good. It really doesn't, but it, it's something that does, that does need to be addressed. And it, I, I just don't, I have no understanding for it. So this weekend, there was a fatality. And I think it was the Dolphins, the Dolphins and Patriots game. A father took his son to the game. There was a melee. There was a fight. There was something that went down. And the man of 53, I think he's 52 or 53 years old. He got hit. He fell back and hit his head. And later died. Fam. It is so not worth it to be fighting, to be doing any of that stuff. Like you've, you've two families right now, multiple, multiple people are affected by this, right? Obviously the person that struck him didn't know this was going to happen. Obviously things happen, man. And you go and you have your son next to you and seeing this, bro, what you fighting for? What what exactly are you fighting for that is that serious that you got to fight for what? Nah, this shit pisses me off. It really does because you see this shit happen all the time in these stadiums, man. Real talk. You go to like the, the Chargers, Chargers uh, against the Raiders or the Raiders against San Francisco or it, I mean, there's the rivalries that's happening. Yo, fam, just because I wear another jersey and I go home, yo, knock it off. Like, I just don't get it. What is the what is the meaning of the fight? Like, what you fighting for? Because your team lost? You think these players give a damn about the bullshit that you're doing in the stands? Bro, they're enjoying their damn lives. And you sitting here, going to be cuffed up and sent to jail. And then now you got a son, two sons that are without a father. Yo, that, this shit is bananas to me. That shit is bananas to me, man. And it's unfortunate. Because that's not the outcome that person thought was going to happen. It's just, you just never know. This is why you'll respect, you'll mind your business, respect yourself, and keep it pushing, man. Yo, he's talking all that bullshit, all that jab to you. Yeah, 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 cool. You got it, man. You got it. 
What you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, you got it, bro. Yo, son, let's let's get out of here. There ain't no ain't no reason. There's no reason for it, man. Especially in sports. This is where everybody's supposed to be having a good time, relaxing. And if your team loses, so be it. Guess what? We got another week to go do this. This poor man was a season ticket holder. He does this all the time. Goes to the game with his sons. Like this is this is supposed to be a memory. Be you know what I'm saying? A memory for his sons. For his son. So now you've given this young man a memory that he's never gonna forget. Bro. You, you just never know, man. Just yo. It's never worth it. It is absolutely never. There's never a time that it's worth it. Especially at an event, at a sporting event. Yo, just watch the game. Enjoy yourself. Drink, drink, drink a couple beers and go home. Because now things are going to have to change. Oh, you can't do liquor at the games no more. We can't do this. You can't do that. Like, I know it's never going to happen. But golly, man. The violence over what? Two bum-ass teams playing? Bro, it's never worth it. It really is never worth it. I wanted to end. I wanted to end the show on a good note, but no, this well, this was on my heart because like this could be me. Let's say I bring my my eldest because I've never brought her to a game before, and one of these we're going to. These prices are astronomical, but I'm going to. We're gonna be. I'm up, I'm up to kick kick the bucket and just make it happen. Anyway, I take my daughter to a game, and we're playing the the Jets. And you know what I'm saying? I'm talking, I'm talking my stuff, and somebody probably notices me. Who knows, right? And they're talking mess. Bro, there's no way that I'm getting into you. I'm not getting in with you because I got my I got my family with me, man. That shit is but yo, it, it actually pisses me off. It really does, man. Like all this aside, microphones aside, yo, like we got families, man. We got yo, we're just trying to live this little life that we got. We're trying to live this little life that we got. We're trying to pay a little mortgage, send our kids to school, put some food on the table, have a good time, have a few laughs, and live our little lives, man. But you got you got clowns out here that got something to prove. Now, what did you prove exactly? And I don't even know who the person that did it, but you affected the rest of your family. And now they're going into it. Bro, it's just never worth it, man. It's never worth it, man. Never, ever worth it. So we go to Bill's games. As a fan, as as someone that sees this type of stuff, yo, try. I mean, I'm saying is sometimes it mind your business, but try to just say, yo, guys, it's not that worth it, man. Just back it up, back it up. Instead of doing this, grabbing your phones and recording it, because what's what's that do for you? What's that do for you? Yo, instead of that, instead of that, getting a grainy, stupid ass shot, or you could be like, yo, it's not even worth it, fellas. Yo, keep it moving. Anyway, that pisses me off, man. It really does, man. It's a shame. It really is a shame. You can't even enjoy time with your family because you got this mess happening. Silliness. Straight silliness. Anyway. Sorry to put that out there, but it, it, it was on my heart earlier. And I was like, no, nah, I can't get out of here without saying that. So we just got to be better. We literally have to be better. Simple as that. So instead of you putting the phone and trying to record, how about three or four or five of y'all bound together and say, all right, let's get it out. Stronger with numbers, right? Stronger with numbers. Anyways, I'm done. Ladies and gentlemen, have yourself a good week. And if you can be a difference for someone, be the difference. It makes it takes that little effort to do it. Anyways, I'm out of here. Smash that like while you guys in here. I mean, sometimes I got to get real with you guys. You guys know how it is, man. But it is what it is, man. So I appreciate you guys. And uh, enjoy the rest of your week. And we're on to the commanders. We'll see you Friday. You guys have a good one. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And until next time, it's your boy Rico. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. And I've got peace.